Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. Hello to new friends and longtime friends. I know it's been a while, uh, but I'm back, getting back into it. Just had to kind of recalibrate my schedule and all that with this whole corona craze and get some things in order, but I'm back and ready to go here. So, today's episode, I'm going to make this as unranty as possible. It will still be informative because as I, I try to <laughs> try to make it a point to never waste my audience's time or your time. So I want you to stick around because I basically, so I know the the conclusion I want to end with, but I don't know how I'm going to exactly get there today. So I want you to kind of bear with me. It's not going to be a super, it shouldn't be a super long episode. I guess I don't always know that for sure. Um, but in admit some of this is coming from my kind of recent use and fascination with uh, TikTok. And I've kind of had a good following on there now. And so it has this large kind of Christian apologetics section in, on TikTok. And although I've I've kind of stopped making content on there that's directed towards Christians and religious people, I've had some fascinating interactions, I guess you could say, before I stopped. And it kind of sparked some thoughts of mine that I've experienced throughout life. So I'm not necessarily saying they were they were good interactions, but they or bad interactions, but they were insightful into something I've always kind of I felt or I've experienced it before and it kind of kind of got me to the point where I finally had my some thoughts I wanted to get out about it but I had never felt the need to put that into words necessarily until until now I guess you could say and I've had I've had my share of interactions with those ascribing to organized religions whether it's family or or debates on YouTube comment sections and I've and I've moved away from doing this in the sense of I no longer really argue with those of a particular religion, but instead I've chosen to kind of look for ways to plant the seeds of skepticism or just be here and be open and be skeptical and try to like have that beacon of light come off me that I'm open-minded and skeptical and curious and all that good stuff. So I try to do that instead of like going and attacking people's views because I realize I don't know a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm, still trying to figure shit out. So why should I say someone is wrong when I could be wrong, right? So I'll kind of explain that in this episode a little bit. And and with my recent content or recent trend, I'm hoping you felt that shift, I guess you could say. So less of me saying, no, like you are wrong, here's why, into more, you know, what if you are wrong and what can we really actually know about the world, right? That that type of thing. Something along those lines. So I guess my goal is basically I want to plant the seeds of curiosity. Know that I'm not coming from a place of arrogance or I try not to. I'm not I, I know I'm a dummy, but I'm a curious dummy. So what the fuck does that have to do with today's topic? <laughs> well I hope you feel that I'm trying to be or trying to present my content with genuine humility, demonstrating to you that I'm fascinated by the stuff I talk about. I wonder about stuff, exploring psychology, spirituality, and of course philosophy, and and how that impacts our sense of purpose, our life, our decisions, and and everything else in in between there. And I don't want to come across as like this arrogant know-it-all, which often happens with people that get a little bit of an audience or gain a following and all that. They kind of get this arrogance to them that, you know, oh, they figured this stuff out and they have it all figured out and you need you should follow them because they're right and, and they're just so wise and all that. I, I don't want it to be that, right? 
So I don't want to come across as arrogant in that way, but I also don't want to come across as having fake humility as well. And that's something I really contemplated and part of the purpose for this episode. So as though I'm, I'm, I don't want to act as though I'm being humble in order to trick you into my belief system. But plot twist, I don't fully understand my own belief system. So, so what am I really, really selling you? I don't really know. So, but, but this will make, make sense. I'm going to, I'm going to unpack this as we go here. So I hope at least for today's topic, fake humility or, or not so genuine humility of very religious people. That's something that's kind of sparked thoughts and has, has forced me to self-reflect myself as in people of an organized, of an organized religion, such as Christianity, you know, I, I often sense they have this almost fake humility. And I've really been watching myself and really have contemplated that because, like I just said, like, what if I'm the one being fake humble and I'm just saying they are to, like, make myself feel better when in reality I'm the arrogant asshole? But as I've thought about this more, I now kind of, I'm hoping I've put this into words in a way that makes sense for people and maybe... It'll make them realize some stuff, right? So as in people of an organized religion such as Christianity have this fake humility. And when I say very religious, I'm talking about the ones who, you know, they want to go to the common sections on everything and, and that type of thing. And they're they're talking about the Bible and saying how, how much we've been fooled and all that stuff. And maybe this episode makes me kind of a hypocrite or come across as arrogant. I don't know. But it's... It's a feeling that I need to kind of itch and try to understand myself. So we will see if I if I even post this. So if you're if you're listening, I guess I, I guess I did. But I'll get into what I mean by this. But after my recent episode on God, I received a couple emails and I've also made TikTok content like I said around this topic of you know, just trying to raise some skepticism about religion, you know, kind of using my newfound spiritual positions, I guess you could say, pertaining to the concept of God to try to help raise that skepticism. And 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 I hate to like talk about TikTok all the time because it's such a divisive app, but basically I'm like, I also found that it's kind of fun to use it to, to find ways to message things. And that's what I want to do as well. That's a purpose I feel that I want to find ways to message things that doesn't put people's walls up, but makes them reconsider um their views about the world, right? So I've been, but my point is I've been flooded with comments and emails about how I just haven't let Jesus into my heart or my understanding of a higher power is demonic or I've been deceived or I'm too young or I just haven't done enough research or I just, I just need to let the true God reveal himself to me, stuff like that. And the list goes on and on. Those are just the, the ones that kind of <laughs> really resonate into my mind if, and, not, and resonate in the sense that they, you know, they just kind of annoy me, honestly. But I'll pinpoint the lines that I get often that particularly irk me the wrong way. I've just, you know, the ones that say, I've just been deceived by demonic forces. I won't explain that one because, you know, what the fuck? I think intuitively people are like, ah, that's kind of just a silly thing to just assume and say to people, Right. But the other that probably makes me more frustrated is, you know, is the one, oh, you just, you just haven't thought about this enough, right? This one bugs me on a couple levels. For one, and maybe this is my arrogant ego speaking, I don't know. I'm addicted to exploring this stuff. I love it. That's why I take the time, the time to continue reading about it, organize my thoughts, and create a podcast out of it. 
but it's also the fact that they don't know how much thought I've put into it. A lot of times they might not even realize I like I do this, or they don't they know anything about me. They shouldn't use that as a crutch of criticism. And they don't know what I've experienced. I'm not questioning their experience or personal connections with God or or a divine energy. I'm I'm saying that you shouldn't be going out telling people the only way to your heaven is through Jesus Jesus. And then you also say you must bow down to him or spend an eternity in hell. Like why why is that a good thing to say to people? Because none of us know what happens after we die. That's a fact. So don't spend your days guilting people into submission about something you actually can't know and can't verify. And there's a lot of things like, and that's why, and that realization has opened me up and I'll kind of unpack because I feel like that kind of came across as a lot of assertions without backing. So I'm going to unpack this as I go. So the reason I don't use my personal experience, for example, as a crutch is because how do you falsify your feeling of the divine? You can't. It's it's your personal subjective experience. But you should also not be using it to prove your God as the one truth or prove your truth, your feeling, your experience, your feeling of the divine, right? And that's what I'm saying is I'm not saying that you're wrong about your feeling of the divine that you felt. But if like I say to you, oh yeah, I felt like some sort of divine connection or some feeling of a higher purpose or higher calling. I don't know what that is, blah, blah, blah. Don't then say to me, oh, that's that's demonic. That's not true. Mine's the true one. My divine experience is the true one. My subjective truth is the true one. That's my point. And that's my overall point when I discuss with them. That's that's all I want them to admit. That they don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. I don't fucking know for sure either. I'm saying maybe you should watch what you're telling people. They must believe. They have to believe as the one truth. Because once... Once people start believing in a one truth, they start justifying all sorts of nastiness. Because think about it. Once you believe you hold the one truth in your hand, it's there. It's driving your life purpose. You felt the divine. You've, You've read the divine and now you know the divine. And I'm saying it in the sense they they think it's true. But if that's the truth, their truth, if that's their feeling of certainty, what happens? Your mind turns into a system of the ends justify the means. What will you do to protect that truth? So if you present your truth to me or you in the audience gets, let's say, presented with someone's belief system that that uh, they believe to be the truth of the universe. And yes, that's that's technically what, what they believe. They hold the truth of the universe. Uh, Christians might say they don't know the truth of the universe, but they say they know the being that created and knows the truth of the universe. It's a kind of a placeholder of arrogance. It's like, oh, actually, I'm not arrogant. I'm, I'm the humble one. He's He's the one with all the answers. Oh, but you have to submit to him right? It's it's that idea. It's like they're placeholding that as though they can be humble now because, oh, I'm not saying I know the truth. I'm saying he knows the truth and I know he knows the truth. That's the truth. I hope I hope that makes sense of how they kind of flip that into almost this this fake humility because in my case, or maybe, maybe you guys, <laughs> my audience can tell me I'm wrong about this, but let's say I say I experienced divine. However, I will also add to that that I don't know what that means for sure. 
I don't know what that means for me for sure. I don't know what answers that actually fully gives me. It makes me curious. It makes me wonder. It makes me want to look into that more. But I still don't know, right? I'm still not saying that what I experience is the truth for everyone. You know, my experience is my experience. I can't tell you what to think. You don't know what I experienced. You don't know what I felt, right? It's very. It's an issue of subjective experience. So I'll add, like I said, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. Maybe there is a God in the sky that, you know, weirdly has human-like traits or maybe God is in all of us where we share in consciousness that is God or maybe atheists are right or, or, or maybe they have the better answer is where we are all probably wrong and... Or sorry, and I said maybe the the best possible answer is admitting that we're all wrong, and then being able to discuss from there. My point is, I'm not the one saying I hold the truth, or I know the doctrine that holds the truth. I'm saying I don't know, and I'm putting forward that you should too. That you don't know, you don't know the truth. None of us. It's it's not in our nature <laughs> to be able to really know the truth of the universe. We don't have the brain capacity to even do that. However, if someone comes to me and says, hey, you're wrong, I hold the truth. And then when I push back on why I don't accept their truth and they proceed to tell me, I just I just haven't allowed the Holy Spirit in my heart or I just haven't thought about it enough, I'm going to take a little bit of offense to that. Because then you know what often happens. I get told that, you know, once you allow the Holy Spirit in, you will be humbled in a sense. You will be, you will understand, yada, yada, yada. I call that pseudo-humility or fake humility. They are not humble. They just claim to hold the truth. Then proceed to say, I'm the arrogant one and they are right because they are the humble ones. That's BS. And I'm sorry, I hate to sound like an atheist with this next point (laughs) or even a new age atheist because I'm not an atheist but this is one of their criticisms of Christianity I feel like using and I feel is very valid and that's when they say essentially how are atheists the arrogant ones you know their atheists are not the ones saying that the universe has was made for the purpose of humans that's 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 the point there it's like that's a very, how is that humble to, to think that and, and not actually know that for sure? So although I do think atheists often, you know, take take too much of a swig of their own cup of arrogance, but yeah, I, I do think trying to comprehend the vastness of the cosmos is humbling, but I also feel a very personal connection to that universe. I don't exactly know what that means yet, but I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm also not claiming to know what the answer is. And I'm definitely not claiming you need to follow my understandings. All I hope is that the words I present, the research I present, the arrogance, or this, well, maybe that's like a Freudian moment there. The arguments I present, I just want them to, to raise questions for you and consider your thought process. That's all. Because I'm constantly reconsidering mine. And I come to the point that maybe I do it too much. So consider this, though. I'm sure in an interaction with a Christian, you've heard them discuss their one-on-one interaction or connection with God, right? A personal spiritual experience they had with the divine. However, if I counter and say, you know, that's interesting. I, too, have had a spiritual interaction with a higher power or a higher power feeling, whatever it is. 
I won't get into the details of what I mean by that. In this episode, it's it's less Lulu, less woo woo than I'm sounding here. Check out my other episodes, and you'll you'll find what my thoughts are about that. But essentially, consider how many discuss reaching altered states of mind, and then feeling this presence of a higher energy, a divine connection, a loving connection, whatever it is, whatever that means. It can still be very much just in the very physical realm of the universe, part of the universe, part of being human. That's very possible. However, if you'll go and check out like what I mean by the God concept, it is a little bit different and kind of fits into this. But my point is, this is kind of what I say to counter that. It's like, oh, no, I, I know what you, I, I might know, I guess I don't know for sure. I might know, you know, say like what a Christian feels when they have the feeling of the presence of a divine. But I also say it, it doesn't fit, you know, my feeling when I felt it, I say it doesn't fit with the God that's presented in the Bible. I just don't feel like that's that's what I felt. That God was more judgmental. I felt a more loving and compassionate feeling is something I would say. So the devout Christian wants to say, no, 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 That's What you felt was demonic interaction that I've had. That's not God. You didn't feel what I felt. You know, they, they will say. And, like, you know, to kind of unpack that a little bit and, and kind of go off the cuff here and move from my notes, the problem I also have with that is it's like, okay, if that, if, if I say, if I, and this has actually happened to me, if I say to you that I felt a loving and compassionate God and it didn't actually feel like the one that's presented in the Bible, if I say that to someone and then they say, oh no, I'm being deceived by demonic forces, should I... Should I be scared of those demonic forces if they feel loving and compassionate and good? You know, that's that's kind of my overall point. If we're just going off feelings here, then what makes your feelings more valid than mine? You know, I'm all about trying to get to the reasons for things and the arguments for things and trying to understand things, but that's just a position. How am I supposed to argue with that and how can you argue against what I'm saying then, right? But anyway, let's continue unpacking this. So, and you know what? You, like when they say that, I didn't feel what they felt. They are exactly right. I didn't feel what you felt. But you didn't feel what I felt either. You didn't experience what I experienced. That's my point. Don't use that feeling to prove that your truth is real. Their arrogance comes out when they say that their personal connection with the divine is more legitimate than mine or some other person that calls themselves spiritual. That's my point here. And also, I mean... How do you know that your fellow Christian's connection with the divine isn't more like what I've experienced or what someone else's experienced outside of Christianity? What if it is? And they just attribute it to Christianity. The point is, I don't know, and you don't know. None of us know. So we are talking about the very, 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 very hard to understand subjective experience, which stems from are very confusing and not very well understood conscious experience. It's everything we really have. But this brings me to the idea of faith. So I found that Christians often want to get, you know, non-believers of the religion to admit they rely on faith to some extent. And, and they are correct. We all do. Any foundations you build upon are built upon an initial assertion that relies on faith in some sort of magnitude. That's reality for us. It's, it's a humbling reality to continue with the trend of using that word. <laughs> but there's, you know, here's what else beings of earth earth do we try to create oversimplified comparisons to make us feel secure to feel right as though we hold some truth 
comparisons in the sense of we try to create two sides in a disagreement, a right and a wrong, you know, something like that. I don't know if that's the way to phrase it here, but here's an example to kind of fit with this episode. Atheists versus Christians. Many in the crowd want to assume the comparison that either Christians are right or atheists are right. But consider the possibility that they both oversimplify their position. They create a false comparison. They want to simplify the world down to either it's this or it's that, when really it's something else, if that makes sense. So let's let's bring this back to faith, though, and I'll kind of connect the dots here. The Christians want to say, we all rely on faith to some extent. Correct. We do. Uh, <laughs> they want to kind of create this comparison that you either do rely on faith or you don't. And if and if you are on the faith side, then it, then it somehow, in some way, legitimizes their reliance on faith. But, 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 but. It's creating an oversimplified comparison. Do we think all reliances on faith are the same, or is it more complicated than that? Say the, say the, the scientific method, or the use of research, or, you know, where you're testing a hypothesis, trying to prove that wrong, and then finding a theory from that. I oversimplified that as well, but you get the point. Is that equal to someone putting faith in, say, the Bible, the words of hundreds of doctrines written years after the fact, a doctrine that was changed, a figure that was written about, but we actually know very little about? Now, some might disagree with this point. If you are of faith, the point is spectrums are created. Things are not as simple as we often think. We live in a complicated universe that we know little about. To me, that's that's humbling. If you want to be humbled, just try to comprehend that whole deal. So don't claim to know, though. Don't be ignorant and then call it faith and then say, oh, you are relying on faith as well, so my perspective is just as good as yours. That's That's not how wisdom and knowledge work, right? So what is the point of me saying all this? I don't <laughs> I don't like it. Like I said, I, I'm not even post this, but maybe we should get into what this episode means in the grand scheme. I kind of want to bring it back to some more uplifting feelings, right? So here's an example that maybe I'm trying to get to. I found this research in, in the Journal of Clinical Psychology and Psychotherapy. They essentially found that therapists that were humble in their field, understanding that they have a lot to learn, and there's a lot of uncertainty, were able to help their clients more effectively. And humble in this case is essentially, you know, they hold a level of self-doubt, healthy self-criticism, willingness to change, and could see the benefits their work could have. So they fell into this kind of humble category by that way. They were able to be more self-reflective in their work and trying to change, alter, and understand. They didn't think they held the truth and then present that to their patients. They were learning along with their patients. They were Yeah, they were learning as they go and adapting and taking in knowledge and not claiming to hold the truth, right? They were skeptical, but yet they're trying to take what they know or learn or think they know and apply that to the world. And honestly, that study kind of really resonated with me. So I bring this up because we live in a time where people think the ultimate value is having confidence in the sense of believing you have it all figured out, right? So many of us believe we must sell ourselves as the master of X. For example, the Christians I've been discussing, they want to sell me on the truth, 
you know, that they believe in. They want to demonstrate their humility by proclaiming they've they've given themselves to God and, you know, now they are just such a good person. And if you want to be a good person too, you have to give yourself up to their God to, or otherwise you are living in the wrong or you are living in sin, right? The same is true of the atheist that proclaims, you know, I'm certain God doesn't exist. Those, that crowd. We live in a meaningless world, yada, yada, yada. You know, this. They've, they claimed they've mastered the knowledge around it. And the key is, I often feel that neither side of what I just said really doubt themselves. You need some self-reflective self-doubt. Otherwise, you will go on following blindly the most persuasive thing you've been told. But part of changing the mindset is on the cultural end. This goes beyond Christianity and atheism. We think we need to sell ourselves on everything, as though we need to pretend to be a master, a guru, a authority figure in order to have a say on something. What could change for us culturally if we all admitted we are just learning as we go? We are learning as we go through the wonderful, sometimes stressful game of life. I try to admit this. Like, like, hey, I, I'm not a I'm not a master. I'm not a guru. I'm not an authority on anything I've talked about. But I am interested. I am passionate and curious about what I talk about. And if you want to listen, that's fine. And if I if I'm not your style, which is very it's very possible, that's fine too. But I'm going to do my best to remain humble in my ways. I try to remain curious, continue looking at this universe with wonder, and all I want to do is is find the best way to plant those seeds of curiosity. So, yeah, I think that's enough for today. And, and as always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Stay curious, bitches. And yeah, check out the Patreon page for the bonus episode feed if you want more content like that. Rate me on iTunes. Um, follow me, email me, join the Discord, all that good stuff. As always, thanks for listening and peace.